0: Welcome into the I eighty Club Monday night, as Jack says, "Into Club." In Josh Peterson. He's he's Jack Mitchell. Jack, I realize usually you do the Monday intros because I don't think I've ever said "Into Club." I wonder why that is. Uh, That's one that you, I think you're yeah, right though. Yeah, you're yeah. usually the Into Club guy. Uh, it, Matt Rule was introduced as Nebraska's head what? coach today. We've got a lot to talk about, Jack. How are you hours after Ugh. the introduction press conference? you know, celebration extravaganza.
1: No joke. You know what I just did five minutes ago? Because uh, we paused the movie we were watching. I went to YouTube and I I put the, ma- the rule of presser
0: on and I told my wife she should watch it. And she is. My wife.
1: It. My wife. My wife.
0: Dude, he said my wife a lot. And I will say this. In the studio, when I was listening to this press conference, I said my wife outside like That's five times.
1: Incredibly surprising to hear. Yeah, oh, right? I never do that. I, I never
0: say my wife in a funny voice. I normally don't
1: eat while we do these, but I brought some sp- string cheese down, so sorry about that. Dude,
0: I love string cheese.
1: <laughs> I'm serious. I have it all the time. It's a nice, it's a nice healthy snack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, only like 80 weight, calories so, are perfect. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um Yeah, no. It was great. It was great. I had a great day. I'm excited. I'm excited about the rule era. Um it went I said this on your show today. Despite all I heard from people who were more familiar with him than I was, the mm-hmm. people who had w- either watched him more closely while he'd coach or had been watching YouTube's of him or something, like everything about it still exceeded my expectations in terms of the speech, in terms of his kind of a savvy in communication. Um yep. it like it, it was it was a better than I could have ever expected
0: for an opening yeah, press so- conference. Yeah, it's so funny. You and I, both pastor's kids, and we had the exact same reaction. And I've, I've listened to a couple of his uh, various speeches over the last two days. Uh, I'm just kind of trying to familiarize myself with him and, and really figure out what type of coach he is, what, what what type of ball does he like to play, yada, yada, yada. But, man, I listened to one this morning. It was uh it was a coach's convention from 2020. And the first thing I thought of was like, oh, my gosh, am I back at church? Like, he sounds so much like a pastor in his delivery, in his cadence, in his pauses, and he yes. did that today. He did yep. that today at his press conference, and and like, it's so funny. It and and I, I guess I'll say this hopefully for the final time, but you know, I I don't really don't think that it's possible for the most part to lose a press conference. For the most part, every coach wins one, and I, I made that joke earlier on Twitter, and someone was like, "Uh, don't forget about Adam Gase when he got hired by the Jets," and that's a great point. What, what did he but do? Most I coaches forgot. did he say something he racist liked, or his something? He his eyes were his. Eyes looked really weird. Like I'll, I'll find the video, Jack. It is one of the Okay, Well, I bet if you said ever.
1: something racist, you would lose the press conference. That
0: would be bad. That would definitely lose the press conference. And so most coaches win them. But I think there's a difference between winning a press conference, which you know, Mike Riley did, Scott Frost did, even Bill Callahan probably did, Bo Pliny. There's a difference between that and there's and and actually bringing those that are sitting on the fence into the fold. In I and mean, I think thunder. today yeah. I think today was one of those rare press conferences where the coach did that. I think that Matt Rule, if you were on the fence, I think Matt Rule brought you into the full today. One
1: hundred percent. Yeah. That was enough to put fence sitters to say, Okay, I'm in for this now. Let's see how it goes. Um yeah, I echo completely what you said about the cadence and the stuff and some we were doing um while it was going on, we were kind of doing live chats in here with a bunch of the club members. And I, I, he had mentioned that he's a pastor's kid, and then somebody—I'll give—I can't even remember which you guys said this, but you're like, he sounds like a pastor. And then I started listening, and I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds—and—and and when we say pastor, mind you, we don't mean like, uh, you, you know, like in a, a traditional African American church, like that kind of riling up the crowd. It's like the cadence of of a uh, of a probably a white pastor in a like an in a for me at least, like a, a Protestant evangelical type church, that kind of thing. It was just that, it was just that cadence. It sounded like he was going to say a prayer and say, if you get this, if you say a prayer and say the word just a hundred times in a prayer, which is something that always happens too. It was, so I, I don't know, that That really stuck out to me. And yes, exactly what you said, Josh, I just, it was it was just the, the savviness of the whole thing. It was using that opportunity not just as to check that check that box, but it was to use it as an asset and to be unbelievably savvy with communication. And that was what impressed me. And and it dawned on me and I said this to you guys on your show today, but I don't think Nebraska's ever had a coach during my lifetime that's had that combination of, of the communication as a strength and the ability to wield it along with passion um, and kind of a salesmanship about it before in any of them, all the way back to Osborne. Um, and yeah. you don't you don't need that to to be a winner, but I don't know. I it was it almost dawned on me. I was like, I've never heard anything like this from a Nebraska coach.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. It it just it was different. It was unique, um, and. I mean, look, I I think we're going to say this so many times over the next however many months, but, like, it makes sense why he's been a successful coach. And and here's where it makes sense. It makes sense that he's been a successful college coach because I understand listening to him why an 18- to 22-year-old would want to follow that guy into battle on the football field and... The, the the man the the thing that i heard from the afca coaches convention from a couple of years ago and just the way he talks and I, I can't wait to hear him talk more about his style of football over the coming you know weeks and months and then years um it's he talks about like succeeding and even failing in a way that is just again different like he it like there was something i heard him say at one point today uh and i think this was an old quote but it was like if we fail, I gotta figure out how to fix this. And it sounded so simplistic, but like after frost years of like, we're gonna get there, we're gonna get there, we're gonna get there, but not really explaining how they're gonna get there. Um, or or that like we just gotta keep doing the way we're doing. Like it was just I don't know, it's kinda of refreshing to hear somebody that has a different approach to it. And so yeah, I I look, I I've I'm well in well in on the the Matt Rule coaching experience at Nebraska. I think he's he's a really good and, hire. But man, I mean, you just had to leave today just feeling awesome. Yeah, and not only and not not only the style and that, but then there
1: were just so many individual things when, that I heard him say, and I was like, yes, yes, that, yes, that. I felt like I was doing that tons of times during the course of the press conference as well. Just things he said about how he was going to be and how he was going to coach and 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 these sorts of things. Like it was it was red meat for. For me, parts of it for me and and parts of it for a lot of Husker fans as well. So, um, yeah, it's – it's. and again, I get it. You know, you win the press conference, it doesn't mean you win anything. And, he, and I don't know if he will. Um, but it was, I think, at least enough to, like you said, put some fence sitters, get them on his side, be very intrigued with him, very excited about at least the potential of what he has to do. And – and and how how much the question is an interesting question about this is Josh how much how much of a benefit is that how you know of course when you're in a recruit's living room you call on that and that's probably yep. something that's helpful to you when you're motivating a team you call on that and that's something that's helpful to you um, so we'll see how much how much that actually translates to on field success because he was the same person when he's you know when he was with the Panthers <laughs> right I mean and yeah. it, it didn't necessarily help him there so. Um, well, I mean, that's the, that's the reality about the whole thing, but no, yeah. I, I don't know anything specific. He said uh, really jump out to you, surprise you, make you, you know, ex- more excited about him. Anything that um, comes to I think, mind.
0: I think he's, he's playing the PR game really well. You know, he has mentioned he has, he's hit on all the right beats, you know, like I think he really probably ingratiated him, ingratiate himself with the, uh, the fan base, right? Off the bat with the 82 Penn States or 83 Penn State story, the 94 Penn state story. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things that, that I think has always been so funny about outsiders here is that like, normally they are the ones that are getting asked about like, Hey, Hey, what do you know about Johnny Rogers? And then you'll get like the bill Callahan. Oh, you know, Jerry Rogers. And they'll like tell these (laughs) stories and they're mixing up names and it's like, okay, well you studied really hard, but you maybe failed the test. And then you'll get some guys who will just kind of try to play things off. And then you'll have like the frost types that are just, like, so in-depth. They're, like, almost to Nebraska in a way. And, and I don't know, man. Like, I wonder if Rule might have this nice, healthy balance of he remembers things, but he's not going to be, like, all in on every single moment in time. He's going to kind of have, like, the big picture, you know, big picture, Uh, uh, I don't know, feelings about things so i thought that was good but I, I mean he like look he's already mentioned he's mentioned tom osborne he's mentioned scott frost mickey joseph like i think he's played everything extremely well to this point in time and that's all that you can ask i think of a head coach that's like college hirings are always so interesting to me compared to pro hirings because it's not just like hey do you have a good coach um like is this guy gonna be good no it's like also hey why do you like us why do you want to be a part of our weird cult and I think that he struck a good balance today of, here's who I am, but I also do know what you represent. I know what Nebraska football has been, and I'm going to try to get you back there. But he, oh, man, uh, and off that, Jack, like that when he started mentioning, like, you know, we want to do this and this, and he was like, but we can't talk about that just yet. And I thought that that, again, mm-hmm. was good. It's smart to, to not be like, we got to be great immediately. No, let, let, let's get to that point eventually. Yeah, it was interesting. I want, I'm just trying to think back.
1: I was going to take notes on it, like the things, and then I got so captivated by it that I didn't feel like writing (laughs) while I was listening to it, so I didn't, unfortunately. A a couple of things that I just remember, though, off the top of my head, was they were kind of talking, they are like, how do you handle the next seven days, right, and and the quick turnaround for some of these things. And I I remember he said, we realize it's not going to be an opportunity that we hit or miss in these next few days that's going to make or break us. It's stacking day after day after day after day. I mean- that's a platitude, but I thought that sure. was, I thought I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting. That stuck out and remember to me. You know what was really interesting to me when they asked him what why he was able to succeed at Temple and Baylor. Do, do you remember the answer to that? He listed off the administrators at both of those places. That was that was
0: the first thing he went to. Was and talking he, dude, about he's hit on that a few times already, hasn't he? He's that, mentioned he didn't. He's mentioned he the, the, the I mean, administration he didn't. administration being together. Yeah,
1: that was. He mentioned all the names of the administrators at Temple, all the names of the administrators at Baylor. I just thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. And and what was the word he's used? Alignment, right? Alignment. And that's something, see, like, that's something that I wonder, okay, how much of that was his mind coming in versus how much of that was something that maybe Trev talked about with him because alignment is a word that, like, we have used to describe why this place has failed. Like, I remember when they hired Frost, John said something on the air about how like this is gonna be really good because finally the athletic department will be aligned again and of course we ended up being really <laughs> wrong about that and it was still a mess um like they that's something they gotta get fixed and so yeah that, that that's a good point I hadn't even thought of that in the moment but you're right he he did he He went through those names, and he's mentioned now. He mentioned alignment on ESPN the other day. He mentioned it today. Yes. So that seems to be something he really believes And it was
1: also just, like, implicating that that part of leadership has a big part in the success of the program. Like, Mm -hmm. what they do do really matters in the success of the program. From athletic director to, I think he even mentioned, if I remember, it was, you know, like, Baylor's university president, that kind of thing. Um, So I, I thought that was really fascinating. Um, it was now, he didn't he it was obviously everybody had a big reaction I did at least when he said at the end of the side session that he had
0: called Frost, which I was shocked yeah. by. yeah, were you shocked were you shocked by that? Like, I did you was ever like, guess there's- that that would have happened. Yeah, you know, we've seen over the years there have been some coaches who have gotten hired, and they're like, they don't even really want to talk about the previous staff, right? Like, Mike Riley, I think, was this way. He had nothing good, nothing bad to say about the Bopalini era. It just kind of existed, and he wasn't going to touch it. Then you had, like, the Bopalini types who he took a couple shots at the Callahan era, but it was less, like, by name, and it was more just how they had to get better. Then there's, like, the frost, burn everything to the ground. (laughs) This, though— I'd swung the other way of like, you know, he's a friend of mine. And he, I mean, when he mentioned that he asked them about, you know, he asked him like any coaches worth keeping and I'm paraphrasing it I believe, but like I, I, that kind of stunned me. Um, you know, so you wonder, you wonder what that conversation was like, and you wonder, yeah. like, did Frost <laughs> say anything so about curious. Trav? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, exactly. Get ready for those Sunday meetings.
1: What? Hey, Frost, you got any advice on uh, my assistance? Yeah, I do. Sign Whipple to a ten-year contract. That guy is not even close to his ceiling. Frost has given him bad information (laughs) on all the coaching hires. He's like, whatever. Mark
0: Whipple, he's a great coach. He's Uh, a great OC.
1: Rayola, man, that guy is – Fires off the ball. You may hear different things, but, man, does he know what he's doing. You heard about the puking. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, But on the other hand, on the other hand, and I'm not – I don't know that this was intentional, intentional, but you know how we always talk about how Nebraska has had this tendency to hire the complete opposite guy of the guy before them? Yes, yes. I wouldn't have thought – I wouldn't have thought that this was the case. I mean, in some ways, you know, rule is you know kind of the same age as as Frost. He's got you know some similarities in in resume and and maybe in temperament. But man, there were like fifteen. Well, I don't know, fifteen. That might be a little high. There were like five to ten times in that speech where he just said things or he did things that were the just complete opposite of Frost with yep. the whole thing. Starting, yep. starting by the way. Mm-hmm. 15-minute opening statement? Well, yeah. Starting with, with walking
0: with his whole family up there. And, and See? And, yeah. Like, I, I said something off the air to John. I said, hey, we're allowed to talk about the family again. And, I mean, it, dude, it was a pretty stark contrast, right? You know, it was five years ago around this time where Frost did that and then had a side session. He had his main presser and he had a side session. And he told the media, like, stay away from my parents. Stay away from my family. Whereas today, one of the first things that jumped out to me was Matt Rule talking about, like, you're going to see us. You're going to see us in the community, yeah. you know. And, 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 again, it's like how—I I know that I asked myself how much of that was um, was on purpose— Versus how much of it was just rule, like that's his personality. Yeah, but I know I, I know. asked myself that because it's like, wow, that really is different than the previous head coach.
1: That totally stuck out to me, and honestly, part of the reason, you know, I I think Frost came in with his with his guard up so much for some sort of wolves that he thought were out there that I think that's part of why things, you know, I think that played into his overall mentality. I'm not gonna say because he didn't want people to talk, you know, to his parents. That's why he failed here, but it was—it's just this guards up mentality about everything around you that you're like defending everything already on your first day, and I think it got yeah. him off to the wrong—it got him off on the wrong step, and I, I also think it sends just a weird, crappy message to the fans. Like there's—they're they're more sinister than they really are. It always—it all always, you know that's stuck in my craw, and it always have has. So mm-hmm. I loved hearing rule say the exact opposite and not being afraid and, you know, and not, not being afraid. Oh my gosh. You know, to, to, to have the kids up there and, and taking pictures and all of those things. Um, I thought that was great. I, I really did. And um, I think DW yeah.
0: puts it well, frost chase some goats, ghosts that weren't there in hindsight. Yeah. And I, I think like, look, if you're a fan of, of, of anything, I, and I look, I think I feel this way with, with our little club that we have here. I think you want to feel like you're a part of, of like yeah. everything from the top to the bottom, right? Like that—that's it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to feel like you have skin in the game, and I think Nebraska fans certainly feel that way, right? They, wanna, they, they want to—they want themselves to have skin in the game, and they, in a way, just want to be acknowledged a couple times here and there, you know? Like, hey, scratch my belly. I'm a—you know—just give me give me a little loving, and I'm going to be there to support you because we're all in this together. I think that stuff is important, and so to immediately like come and, and be on guard and and that relationship, like. I mean it, it, you know John always wondered you know like if Frost was going to get the job what would the 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 1996 and 1997 stuff and hell even 95 how would that play a part in his time here well I mean now it's over the Frost era is, is officially now done pretty obvious that the that the 90s stuff was with him and it, it never was going to leave him for you know the good parts and the bad um and and he was always on guard and and look Matt Rule Man, he's going to get booed at some point. People are yeah, going to be mad. and will. They're going to murmur. Why are you running on third and seven? Pass the ball. Or why are you passing on fourth and one? Run the ball. That's going to happen. Yeah. But, like, they, I, I think he is someone. He seems to be someone that understands. Like, hey, I am your coach. You are the fans. We're all in this together, you know, for better and worse. Chuck uh, Chuck said, I feel like Rule has more respect for Nebraska as a program than any
1: previous hire. Callahan barely knew the state existed. Riley got up. was kind of, eh. Bo was just Bo. Um, and, 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 and I don't want to make this about frost anymore, but then I have to, but just, you know, he just, he had some scores to settle emotionally with he this really state. He really
0: did. He really and He, he I, was I holding on to some grudges, man. Like,
1: I don't know how he, I, it honestly, I would, it'd would be a fascinating conversation to have with him in, in a totally honest moment. Like you obviously had some, some scores, some, you had some negative feelings about things or people here, whether it be about you know, people the potential that people would really harass and bother his family or the ninety seven game against Central Florida or a whole variety of things. And it like how did did you expect those to be rectified in some way to to come here and just and kind of get adulation because you won and that would sort of kill those ghosts? I don't know. That I'm getting way into Scott Frost therapy here, but that's interesting to me. But anyway, back to yeah. Uh Okay, Let, let's get more to more uh, outside of the inspirational kind of stylistic things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bits of information um, that that came out um, uh, just from the speech. Albert said he was his one A. Um, you know, I don't know. You say that about everybody, right? You're, you're
0: gonna... exactly. And
1: by the way, what what does that mean? Was his one A on September twelfth? Was he cheering for the Panthers to lose? Like, I mean, he wasn't even available until October.
0: At that that's point, that's the thing. I, gu- I, I I guarantee. You yeah, you had I'd love some to know the answer to that. that. Right? Yeah, I'd love to know the answer to that. Um, you know, the fact that he mentioned that they talked, had conversations to with, with what thirteen coaches. That's what he um, said. Yeah, that's thought, the, yeah, that was the other know, thing. Yeah, it was like this is pretty cool. And you know, I haven't read all the stories just yet. Um, but it sounds like from what I've gleaned, he wasn't well. He I I, I haven't gathered this he was in town and he was in town on a game day. Um I'm you know, it, it Mitch Sherman, he was on the show today and he mentioned that there'll there'll be a story on Wednesday. People are trying to piece together when he was in town. I talked to somebody earlier that thought maybe it was the the Minnesota weekend because he said that he was driving around Lincoln on a game day. Uh which like that's pretty oh, no. cool. So did
1: he say home game or did we just assume Yes yeah, so it was home a game home day. game day. We and so he was in g-
0: town. And and so, so that Jack is funny.
1: That was November. Yeah, 5th.
0: and so we did, and, and so that was the that was the week before the Sunday with all the rumors. The Sunday that we did the emergency podcast, that was the follow. That was the, the following Michigan week. Game? So, you know, eight days later, yes, that That's was the okay. Michigan game weekend. So, I I it's it's interesting, and I'm, I look forward to talking to some people and trying to figure out okay what happened, why were some people misled? I mean, like there was obvious a obviously a kernel of truth because he was in town. He mentioned being in town. So I look forward to figuring out where was the where were the wires crossed. Do you think there's any chance though?
1: He didn't say home game, did he? I thought he did. He said game day. I like to to me I wondered if he was and and to some degree you'd have an easier time coming in and sneaking in when there's a road game and the whole Oh, for sure, yeah. So I wonder if it was the Michigan game. I don't know that I would rule that out. Because because Chuck says he said uh, game
0: day, so everyone was busy, and and Sean Kelly apparently according the to Joe said that it was the Minnesota game.
1: Meaning watching the game is I mean first thing I I match it up with a Michigan game, and I didn't even consider that it had to be a home game game. But yeah, I, thought, I
0: guess when I hear driving around Lincoln on a game day, I I I would think of it any I wouldn't think of it as a road know, game because yeah. But it, but if it were the Michigan game, legit everything would
1: have matched up it, because oh yeah because everything was the came out that's like. That matches up it was exactly yeah. with what you were saying you were hearing. Yeah. On that. Yeah. So, be, it's just weird love to- that it'd be time
0: delayed exactly one week. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to know, you know, what went wrong. And, you know, matter. hopefully I can figure out some things moving forward. But, yeah, right. I mean, that pretty, pretty interesting which- that he was his 1A, especially given, as you said, at the start of this discussion, you know, he Tripped. was in Carolina still for another month. He got fired on October 11th. So it was literally a month later that Matt Rule suddenly was, you know, was available which, as a coach. Which...
1: Candidate. um And you know we've had there have been multiple reports that there was an initial contact and they couldn't come to terms. I mean, Matt Rule even said it that he even basically said that today that he was disappointed that it looked like they weren't going to match up. Do you believe that the other big the other big Thursday the hubbub that weekend? Do you think that was the first time that they were trying to make it work with Rule, Um, or do you think that happened more like during the Michigan game?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't followed up with anybody on that. I mean, we do know. We've talked about it. Other people talked about it. There, there was a meeting between four board of regions and Trev Alberts on a Zoom. Thank you, Bill exactly. Shammer.
1: By the way, Bill Shammert <laughs> Bill Shammer talked yeah, to, exactly. the, to, to Ted Carter, and he basically said, "Yeah, the regions yeah, were getting updates this whole time." Which of is always said. Who which do? is always said. Yeah, that's always wow. we said. We never said it was like. Well, are we a, getting a? a, 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 con- a, 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 a Kind of a congratulations, you were right. I was wrong. To I think so. We, a, should. A we should. We should. I did that. We did that.
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know that we were right. Um, so something happened then. I don't know, you know, don't know exactly what happened then. Um, but something happened then. I thought, you know, I don't know how many, you know, uh, uh, quotes you've seen today, Jack, or videos you've watched. But one of the things that stood out to me was watching this video of Trev where he was talking with, I think it was, who was it? One of the Lincoln guys. Um, and... and he talked about just the negotiating process and and how kind of tough it was going through that process and, and making sure that, you know, that they were all aligned. Oh, yeah, Kevin Suits. We had to find a way to get it done. That was the quote that Trev said to, to Kevin um, when talking about it. So, you know, that was one of the things a couple of weeks ago that we, we discussed, I believe, again, on an emergency show, and I know we probably did it across multiple podcasts, and that was offering um, maybe too low of a dollar figure, and that maybe costing Nebraska or having them, you know, turn getting turned down by people. I think seeing everything now, one of my theories is it was maybe less about dollars and more about years. Because mm-hmm. man, seeing an eight-year contract, uh, that tells me that I just that's I'm guessing, but I think it's an informed guess as well. That that's that's what it was about. It was about getting the total years, not just you know raw dollars per season. I was still surprised at the number
1: though, the overall seventy-two, the, the overall number. or
0: seventy-four.
1: Yeah, it was still. I I yeah. I didn't know if they could get away with backloading it. Um, mm-hmm. I I didn't know. Dude, if they could the get
0: backloading away. part is crazy. And for those who have missed it, so he's going to get six and a half uh, or five and a half in twenty twenty-three. Now this is just from Nebraska. So part of this, of course, is going to come from Carolina. Five and a half, and then it's six and a half and twenty-four, seven and a half and twenty-five, eight and a half and twenty-six, and I believe Jack, this is when the Carolina stuff completely disappears, and then it goes ten, eleven and a half, twelve and twelve and a half, so like count- that. Ne- Hold on, Nebraska is is a big boy school now, man. Those are some crazy dollar figures. So are they crazy. counting
1: the Carolina dollars in that seventy-two million number? Is that what you're telling um, me? Um— because well, let's see, I mean, because I seventy-two over—I mean, you can do the math. Seventy-two over six years is, uh, or eight years, I mean, is nine million straight up every year. So if yeah. if Carolina's getting them up to that, which I thought the number was ten no, million. No, I think
0: that's all. In a, I believe that's all Nebraska's money, and then he's getting a little bit more from okay. Carolina as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's nine million over. Well, I mean. It averages nine million over eight
0: years. It's actually a tick above because it's not even seventy two; it's seventy four. So it's a little okay. above yeah. nine million a year. I forgot the exact number,
1: but you're yeah. telling me, but but you're telling me that there's a lower because I haven't seen the details like the year by year thing that you're talking about right now. And yeah. I, I, that hasn't come out since I had a chance to look at it. It does escalate like that. It is backloaded, but they still end up oh. at that seventy four. Yeah. Holy cow.
0: Yeah, dude. So at the end, looked, so I, the
1: final, what's the what's the number on the final year? Okay, thank 12 you. Somebody, and 12 and a half million. oh my yeah. gosh!
0: Were you not paying attention? I literally
1: just wrote, read no, you I, the, the no, dollar I, figures. I, I was thinking, I was doing math in my head while you were talking. I'm sorry, I, oh, I, I okay. was absolutely paying attention, but I was trying to figure out the qu- answer to my question. Okay, so it does average 9 million, but it goes up to 12 million. And 12 they and did, a half, Jack. And they did, see, okay, here's what I thought they might do. I thought they might do something like go like six and a half million from, you know, 24 to 26 and then bump it up for this or 24 to 27 and then bump it up to nine for the second half. But yeah. no, they have an escalator every year all the way to twelve five. Oh, my God. How about that,
0: man? 12, yeah. five? How about that?
1: Yeah, that's And true. you know what's crazy
0: too, Jack? And like dare, dare to dream, but if they're good. Like, the stuff's only going to get higher. You know, if if Nebraska has, like, the Baylor-type timeline, I mean, we're going to talk about some even bigger numbers getting thrown out for, like, 2028, 2029. Like, it won't just stick at those numbers. It'd be pretty crazy.
1: Oh, my gosh. And then the buyout. G-Shram just posted that. Okay. So, this all came out after I kind of wasn't paying as close of attention. I had other stuff going on. So, it's 90% of the remaining salary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Jesus. Which he he also said it was not ni- yeah it was ninety percent guaranteed so that's basically what he was saying with that um, yeah that's cr- so if Nebraska cuts ties with Rule after three years he's owed forty one million if it's after four years he's owed thirty two million Whew. all right yeah let's hope it works <laughs> let's hope it works you're not quite in a Jimbo situation but if um you know but if things would be bad at the beginning. Mm. That's a lot, right? Don't be a negative boy. I'm not. I'm not. But, yeah, they they came back strong with a counter offer, didn't they? But I, I would say this, is. too.
0: And Joe says 12 and a half might be a steal by 2030. That's the other thing, man. Like, these contracts change so fast that, you know, what okay. seems like a lot now might that's not fine, be a That's fine. But even averaging years.
1: 9 million a year is a little above. Yeah, yeah. a, a lot than of what I thought it would be.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Frankly, and I said this. before. That's the thing, and that's how I always I, feel. I think I care from the they need to do it to show that they're serious. But I don't care if the guy gets fired and you have to pay him out because they'll figure. They always figure out the money, you know. They always will figure that part out. So I, I like to see it because it shows a willingness to engage in this type of college football. I am so happy that Nebraska, after all of the concerns that I had been hearing from those that I trust, that and and I think look, I think there was truth to that that eventually trev up the offer. I think this is great. This is really good for Nebraska football and if the if the success follows, dude, I mean it's going to be so freaking worth it. You know, you look at schools around the country that have had success in football in recent years and it is so, it's so valuable. It's not just valuable for the athletic department, but the enrollment goes up at schools. Look at the enrollment pre Nick Saban and post Nick Saban. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's it's all these out-of-state kids come in because they want to watch a good football program. So yeah. if they're good, it's going to pay itself. Um, and right. and I, I just like that Nebraska's in this neighborhood now. It's good to see. If you keep him through this contract, it's a,
1: it's a way better investment than if you buy him out, is all I'm thinking. Just because of the time value of money, basically. Absolutely. Um, and that that whole thing. What was, did anybody have, uh, and I'm sorry if this was, if John, you guys probably covered it on the show, and I'm sorry I've missed it. What's the, uh, what's the buyout the other direction? What if, um, is there is there a thing in the contract where if he would leave and he would break the contract, if there's a buyout available that another school would have to pay? Do we hear anything about yes, that? Yes,
0: here it is. Okay, so if he leaves for another football related job between now and next December 2023, he would owe seven million, and then after after every year after that, Jack, it goes to six million and twenty four. 5 million and 25 4 and 26 3 three and a half. So I mean it's that's it's, re- co- it's not that, that much.
1: That's a coach friendly number there. That, Very coach that friendly. That smacks Very of a counter friendly. offer. That smacks yeah. of a counter offer to me by the What's way. What's
0: crazy too is I remember when um when uh Hoiberg got hired and I think we talked about this a little bit on Saturday but when Hoiberg got hired his NBA buyout from him to the university if he were to leave, was crazy high. I was like fourteen or fifteen million dollars yeah. if he were to leave, because that's what they were worried about—that he was going to go into the pros. Yeah. Um. But but who was yeah. it? Joe says it. Seller's market. Absolutely. Uh, I would say 100% a hundred percent that A
1: hundred percent that number was a lot higher in the initial offer. Oh yeah. Oh 100%. yeah. hundred percent. And that got oh, yeah. that I bet got way negotiated down. Yeah. Um, so yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um and then uh you know what else do we have we haven't talked about Mickey yet have we yeah we haven't talked about Mickey at all have what, not talked about Mickey what was said I know I know everybody seems to and I'm not saying anybody's wrong everybody seems to be of the mind that he's gone now um and, yeah and Josh, I talked I heard I, you say that some, on your show do you have do you have a reason yeah for that? I have
0: some new stuff actually that I found out within the last couple hours so talked to somebody earlier uh, asking do you know what rule is offered to Mickey was told. million a year, seven figures, $1 million a year, and they're going to meet tomorrow morning. Oh, Um, jeez. You know, Mickey is weighing other offers at this point in time. Um, I, I had heard through the grapevine this weekend that Mickey would be asking for seven figures, so I'm not surprised that they are offering him seven figures. I just don't know how much was Mickey wanting one. Was he wanting one and a half? Was he wanting more than that? I just knew that he wow. wanted seven figures. Nebraska offering him seven figures, um, wow. but he also has interest from other schools.
1: Well, yeah, so. and and Josh, I mean, in in division division one. FBS schools too. His name was associated with Tulsa today. Tulsa. You remember, yep. you got you were you were you were questioning whether or not he would be mentioned at that level at this. point. Yeah, moment. yeah, and you were right. Like well, we talked is. about
0: this Saturday. You were right. Yeah. or yes, yesterday. Saturday. I mentioned yeah, Tulane, yes, you, you and you right. thought
1: that was shooting too high for where he is right now. But
0: yeah, I just, I guess, I'm a little surprised. I know he was a interim coach, but I guess I've just been a little surprised. Um, but look, I guess you got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. You yeah. know, and those are lower level enough that I guess it would make sense. Well I
1: wonder what do you what's starting salary? what's your contract look like at a Tulsa, I wonder. Uh, just, I don't know. That's just just hypothetically. Question. Um, is it is it seven figures? Let's see. Mm-hmm. Tulsa head coach football yeah, just salary. Check, check that out if, if you uh, can just one point compar- eight million dollars yeah, is what, what Philip of. Montgomery Okay. Made. So you're yeah. in you're 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 yeah. over what you're making more money. You're probably making more money as a head coach anywhere in F in FBS than you are as an assistant then. At Nebraska, yeah. Uh, If 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 that's a million, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. So if he's got that head coach offer, which he wants to be a head coach, you got to feel like he's going to take it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, mean, maybe that's the question.
1: Maybe that's the question: is does
0: he have that head coach offer? Um, Yeah, I I guess I would still be pretty surprised if he got one. You know, I'd be pretty surprised if he got a head coaching job. Yeah, but maybe there's a
1: chance. Then maybe there's a chance, at least for a year. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is unlikely he gets an offer at, at, at that level. It, it it he may not. Um, I'm just yeah, saying. I'd still be surprised if he did. If he stayed, or no. If he oh. got an offer, yeah, I'd okay. be surprised so if like, he got an offer. So I think we're in agreement. If he, but if he would, he he definitely take that.
0: Uh, definitely yeah, yeah, I have to imagine a raise. So, right?
1: You get to do what you want to do here, and you just kind of escape yeah. the awkward.
0: I think situation. the more interesting question is if yes. he gets a similar offer to the one yes. he would get at Nebraska, and and would, like and would he? <laughs> For, are we would, talking yeah. those and, numbers? And, yeah, and like what are we talking about? Are we talking about just wide receiver coach? Are we? Because I mean, he, remember he was the assistant head coach when he got hired by Nebraska. Um, so he has a nice title right now, and and I assume that that he'd probably keep that title under rule. Um and and so like is there a school that would offer him those things with, let's pretend that the money is is even uh i do wonder what what that looks like what he wants to do in that situation because there's still a part of me that wonders if he is like a little bummed a little frustrated that he didn't get the head coaching job mm-hmm. um and and would be like you know thanks but no thanks i'm going to i'm going to try to forge my own path elsewhere like that wouldn't surprise me just like jack If he was like, "Hell yeah, I'm staying at Nebraska," that also wouldn't surprise me. And how do we feel about all that, like
1: about him leaving? Yeah, it feels like. uh, Maybe I should just speak for myself, but it feels like I'm more at peace with that now than I was even two weeks ago. That's how I feel too. That's how I feel too. Why are we that way? Why are we the way we are?
0: Um, I mean, maybe it's just cause you're buying into the, to the new guy, right? Cause you don't, you know, don't want to force you really it if like... it's not going to work. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, and look, if he doesn't want to be a part of it, that doesn't like, I, I think for so often when we talked about this in like the last few months, it was that the new coach wouldn't want him. But if it's not about that, it's about Mickey not wanting to be with the new coach. And it's like, well, I mean, there's only so much you can do. Right. You know? It's one thing yeah, if the like, guy doesn't want to keep him, but if, if Mickey doesn't want to be a part of it, and we're just theorizing I, right now. Yeah. I, I get it. Like okay,
1: that's fine. But I can't I can I I have a hard time buying that he's that bitter, you know. Yeah. I mean, he gets it. He he says he mm-hmm. does at least. You don't you yeah. know, he's he's been pretty blunt about it with that whole thing. Oh, by the mm-hmm. way, what you guys are talking about in the chat that Mickey might have tried to fire Whipple? Really?
0: I don't remember. Did we never talk about that in I here? I heard that from, from a bunch of different people, but that Trev wouldn't allow. It. He wanted to fire him at, like near the end of October. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to fire him at the end of October. But but yeah, Trev put the, oh put my the kibosh gosh. on. Oh uh, that yeah. would have been insane. And maybe yeah.
1: good. I don't know. I
0: mean maybe. that's why we started we started mentioning Cooper a lot. Scott Cooper, right? The analyst. Oh, that's which, right. Uh, yeah, we did. He yeah, called right. by the way, I talked to so he called plays. Um I have a crazy story, and I'll tell this one maybe in a non-recorded session that we're doing sometime. I have a, like I have like this some nuts evidence from the Michigan game um, of like I'm not even going to say anymore, but yeah. Anyway, Cooper called some plays in that game while they were waiting for uh, to Whipple to get all situated. We'll do
1: that in the one where we re- de- reconstruct the timeline, right? Yeah, yeah. With with the whole thing. Um, what about the rest of assistant coaches? Uh, you got. Um, uh Satterfield um which you know <laughs> if you're going by the last two games you're excited about if you're going by the rest of it I don't know if you are um, um I don't I, I don't claim to know anything about this de- defensive backs coach uh that they've got or even exactly what his experience was um and then what about the evidence this Texas A&M recruiter guy that everybody's fired up
0: about do we think that's a potentially a real thing uh, I don't know. So I, I, I had a tweet from somebody, and yeah, for those of you who missed it, let me find it real fast. So he is. This is Elijah Robinson. He is a, currently an assistant head coach and a defensive line coach at uh, Texas A and M. And as as you and I have mentioned a million times, and I think you even said this on the show today. Uh, anytime an assistant coach comes up, I have to Google him like everybody else yep. does. I'm Absolutely. not going to pretend 100%. to know. But, but I hear, oh, Texas a and I know they recruit well. Uh, Texas a and I know that their defensive line recruits well. Sure enough, you go to this guy's top five commits ever page on 24-7 sports, and they're all five-star defensive linemen, which is just awesome. Um, but there was a bit of a Debbie Downer. I'm trying to find the tweet real fast. Yeah, Josh said, uh, go through his likes. He likes every tweet. By kids, he is recruiting. Uh-oh. I don't think it means anything with him leaving Texas okay. A&M to come to Lincoln. Otherwise, the Georgia and other likes in his timeline would mean something which they don't. Now, that I, that's very fair, and, and this person's probably right. That said, I have heard that they're going to try to, like, kick the tires on him. So, Riss says yeah. he retweeted it, not liked it, though. What was that? Riss,
1: I mean, she's probably in the room with you. He, she says you, he retweeted it, not just liked it.
0: Oh, I thought that he just liked it. I never saw. I never saw that, that out? he retweeted. I never. It out? Well, she can. I mean, just go to his timeline. Let me see. I don't right, want um, to. I don't want to open any new windows.
1: I'm scared of what it'll you're do. You're scared. Oh
0: yeah, probably of your your uh, internet getting broken down. Here, yes. I'll scroll. Uh, let me scroll through his timeline. I have real to fast. just pretend like it's
1: the '80s. I just have to do real fast. Real entirely.
0: fast. Scroll. 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 No, he didn't retweet it. It was just his likes. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So, any other? Is Tough there any somebody? People just asked about assistance. Yeah, um, I, 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 I th- you know, what I'm most interested in is now that he's got his offensive coordinator, is like, do we have how how good of an idea? And he was with him at Temple, so maybe that's mm-hmm. kind of the that's kind of the offensive blueprint that we look like that is you're most likely to most likely to see. Certainly could change oh, based dude, on the personnel. Yeah. but.
0: I shared a couple clips today on Twitter uh, that I mentioned from that AFCA thing. First of all, I'm serious. I highly recommend everybody in here gives it a listen. It's like an hour. It was great. Um, The dude, I mean, again, you will get those big-time pastor vibes from him. So I guess if you like the way he speaks, you're going to love it. If you don't, then, you know, mileage may vary. But he talks about running the ball. And this dude is going to, I mean, Jack, this fan base you know they're not going to need Viagra anymore, man. They are going to love this guy not because he ball. wants to be he want dude. And I guess you might hate him because he talks about being physical. He talks that he says the the p word physical a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows a p, he like
1: hey he knows how to give out red meat. That's def- that's the yeah. most red meaty word. But that this there was is. at a
0: coach's convention. This wasn't at Nebraska. Oh, this is right. a coach's convention. So yeah, he talked. He dude, the guy wants to play an offense that just basically kicks your ass up and down the field. But. And I'll so, say this
1: I mean John posted yeah. the numbers from Temple like there were years he passed more th- that Satterfield and rule passed more than they ran they were they were close to 50 50 every year they had more passes one of the years at Temple than running. so yeah. I'm just managing expectations of run the ball guy right now mm-hmm. um it, it's worth noting um let's see what else do we have here oh boy we got like a breakdown of the Elijah Robinson thing. awesome. Jeez, okay, I can't even
0: figure that. I'm i ex- I'll say this: I'm so excited to get past all of this stuff. This is like, uh, I just am, I'm ready for the staff, just so we can like talk yeah. about the actual hey, team. Again. What's
1: more yeah. interesting to me, frankly, just because I don't I don't know enough about some of the staff guys that they'll be talking about, is the current players and the Casey Thompson thing is fascinating to me. Um, like what they do with him. Skurz 4 said, "A good article on Casey already talking with Satterfield today about the offense." Dude, Casey Thompson is a relentless about
0: getting information.
1: Did you read that piece by any chance? No, I had.
0: Who 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 wrote this?
1: Uh, guys, help me. Was it Sam? Was it uh, was it Sam? was it
0: a was it a world like a local? It was local a World writer? Herald.
1: It's a World Herald article. Um, basically. Oh, said I think I found it. He sounds
0: walked- like me. Matt Rule leaves strong early impression on Casey Thompson. Yeah, that one. So Evan Bland. All right, cool. I got that saved.
1: So he. I mean, basically, the story is he didn't go to the press conference because he wanted to watch film. Um, oh my gosh! So he was watching film, but that included film of like, uh, of like some of his former teammates and stuff. And then he was watching Satterfield's film, and he was breaking oh, down in wow. the interview that Sam got with him. He was breaking down what Satterfield did on offense. It was crazy, like uh, wow! It, I, I mean that. I think we are underrating how important it is to keep him here, and maybe I've just fallen in love with him because this is what I do. Is I, I fall you in really love do. with coaches and players, but he is man. I think he was honestly, I think he was underrated this year. I'll say it. He had the he had the the you know the qu- crazy bad throw every game. All, all, I don't know that it happened. Against he did, Iowa. man. He
0: had one or two horrible interceptions, w- one a game. or two, but, but except for against Iowa, right? He didn't have he a, did a turnover against, against, Iowa. against Iowa,
1: he didn't, he didn't against Iowa, but beyond that, he was smart and solid. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. He was quietly a really good, and we saw it when he was gone. What a huge difference that made from him not being in the office and that had partially to do, obviously with the backups, not being a, a Jack, great we were throwing
0: around terms like worst offense we've ever watched at Nebraska in those two games that he missed. Yeah. Like it was a horrible, and had, horrible, and he
1: offense. had no offensive line. I mean, like, can, uh, and, and by yeah, the way, actually the O line I think played better against style. They, Pass pro wasn't necessarily the big problem, uh, I don't think with them. I don't know. But to be able to plug him in and just kind of the the this is such a buzzword about the the kind of intangibles that he brings where he's so he's like so like cerebral and like information hungry and all of mm-hmm. these things. I just like him and Rule together really fascinates me. Um and 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 at, and then using him, Rule also said something in the in the press conference today that was like, "I'm going to expect these guys, you know, to work, do X, Y, Z, but I'm hoping I'm able to have leaders who are already here who will want them to go above that." And I started thinking about that, and I was like, "Man, if I am him, I'm talking to Casey, to Casey Thompson, to be that person." And frankly, and I learned on Saturday that there's a lot of people who aren't as big of Garrett Nelson fans, but I'd also be have Garrett Nelson. And I would be recruiting those two to start the thing as saying, I got to get these two on my side and I get these two on my side and that changes that, that makes my job a whole lot easier.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Um, In the summer we heard some stories that Casey Thompson, maybe not the most liked player on the roster that that guys were kind of annoyed by him. And, And in hindsight, you know, and knowing what we do, getting peeling back the onion just a little bit more. How much of that, Jack, maybe was just that the team is soft as hell, and that he was a bit more demanding than they were used to. Maybe. And it it, it grated on him. And so I, I like you know, like I think he he performed better than I thought. I'm with you. I I think he's a good a good player. He has a couple of boneheaded throws a game. It's pretty damn annoying. But man, he—I'm with Chuck. I like his attitude and the oh, way he cares. Absolutely, I did too, man. He's—he's a, he's a confident, confident football player, and so if they have him back, I mean, I'm not going to guarantee that it means you know this this amount of wins or this amount of wins. But man, like that would be a huge, huge early victory because I think you could go to battle next year with him as a quarterback and you could find your way to some success if you have some pieces around him. I think that he is that type of quarterback. Yeah. They need more depth because yep. oh, he might get hurt. 100%. But, they, but oh, he 100%. is a good – if if you have him as a starter, it's a hell of a year one starter to have for your new coaching staff. I, and I just yes, don't As Josh think, says, great transition quarterback. Absolutely. Guy. Absolutely. And then, and then,
1: yeah, get recruiting. Get developing behind him. You get him for a year. But I think – if people just think they're going to the transfer market – and, and getting somebody with the kind of poise and experience that he has and and calmness and dedication that he's got. You, maybe you're finding somebody who's got a better arm. I don't think you're finding those things. And I think that is absolutely what you need. I think that is more important than I ever have. Um, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I think we were kind of assuming that he wouldn't be back. Um, that article gave me a lot of hope. And I think it's more yeah, important. Yeah, I look forward to reading this. I, 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 I am... And I think rule will probably if rule wants him rule will probably have, you know, do a really good job, uh, hopefully in recruiting him. But I think that's, I'll be super disappointed if he leaves. I'll say that.
0: Well, I'll yeah. And like Plus I, I just, it's going to be hard to find somebody that can replace what he has done. Um, and like, yeah, they'll go to the portal and, oh, good Lord. The Colts just had a fucking atrocious turnover. Um, They'll go to the portal, but it's going to be hard jack to find someone who can do what he did, but they're going to have to go to the portal for more than one guy because they need depth. And so to, oh to expect that's a to disaster. expect that type of hit rate is just going to be What to be yeah, really what bad. are you going to do? Like are They're going to, and that's the thing. No matter what happens with Casey, let's say that he returns, and which is best case scenario. That's fine, but they need Here's what I would do. I think you have to go after one quarterback in, in recruiting, and I know a lot of people are throwing out Zane Floors right now. Which hell yeah, try try it for try him. I don't it. think that he. I, I've heard tires. that he's going to stick with Oklahoma State, but you got to go for him. Um, but but see, either way, you got to go after a twenty twenty three quarterback, and then I think you got to look at another portal guy. So I think you at, at the minimum you're looking at adding two players because I think Harburg's going to leave. I wouldn't be surprised if Logan Smothers leaves. Yeah, and then I don't know what will happen with Torres. Chubba leaving Jeez. that wouldn't surprise me either. So I think you're <laughs> you are going to be looking. At, uh, you may have uh, yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's d- going to d- be a, a, n- a it's going to be a thin room. D- that's even more of a reason to be
1: to be like praying that Casey stays. Yeah, I mean just praying Dustin says
0: Oklahoma State fizzled out hard this season. That's true. I've just heard that Zane like he's going to stick with he's going to stick with them. He's been committed so long they they you know. They bought into him early. Nebraska and that it's up. not on the staff, but the, they bought in on him yeah. early. So, the, the,
1: yeah, that was the that was the previous staff's fault uh, yep. for not being in on him, not being in couple on. A couple people bunch of mentioned Cade McNamara
0: from Michigan. Yeah, he's in the portal now. That'd yeah. be interesting, and he has a lot of experience.
1: Whatever, I'll take Casey. I think
0: he's a fine quarterback. He's not perfect, That'd but I think he, to... you could do way worse than Cade McNamara for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, is is <laughs> and and do they kick the tires and try and I know uh rayola's younger brothers kind of was kind of looking here again dylan are gonna, yeah are they gonna try and do that whole thing again
0: well maybe they should because ryan day is overrated no just kidding uh but i mean he's 2024 20, so you got a little bit of time with him for sure that you can yeah. i think you got to try, try to talk to him you got to yeah. talk to him and i don't know would rattler
1: i know the thing today was fake but i they were supposedly interest last year Potentially in in Rattler and obviously his offensive coordinator is here. I'm not sure, you know, why Rattler would necessarily want to do the whole transfer thing again, but I, I don't know. Um, he yeah, he might be in with Beamer. That's a good point. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> please, I do not want to have to go through uh, trying to trying to get somebody out of this transfer mar- and just not knowing what it is. It's so pr- unpredictable with what it'll mm-hmm. be. Or or I guess, <laughs> I mean, I guess what's the other option is. Purdy or Smothers. I mean, I I don't know what other, you have no other option. No
0: legit way. at this point, yeah, those guys suck. No offense, but I they're know, not but they're, they're not good enough. If
1: you don't get it right, I know. But if you're not getting a that transfer, I, I assume you're getting a transfer. But if you're not, that's what you got at this point. Yeah,
0: I'd be. Stu- I think both those guys are gone. I think you got to I think I think no matter what happens with Casey Thompson, I think both those guys are going to be gone. So it's going to be. I think you're going to be looking at the portal regardless, and then you know a, a 2023 kid. You know, I know they—I don't remember if they offered, but I saw they're interested in a quarterback that was committed to, like, Florida, but he—oh, that's right. It was this—this dual-threat kid. I don't know a whole lot about this, so I might have some details wrong, but I think he had his offer pulled because there was a video of him rapping, and he dropped the N-bomb, and Jack, this kid is white. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was, right. he was singing the lyrics, but... Uh, no, I remember seeing
1: that. something like that. Yeah,
0: so... Okay. But I, I think someone, one of the new guys might have followed him on Twitter. I don't remember exactly what it was, but
1: either way. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, what else? Anything else that we didn't hit with this whole thing?
0: Um, Jake asked a question earlier about timeline stuff, I guess, of what happened, what I think happened with... Uh, and now everyone wants to know about the Michigan game. I'll tell... We'll tell that story when we're done recording. Um... But the Michigan—or the—yeah, the, the timeline of rule— Jake, remind me. Are you saying going back to last week and beyond? Um, Just trying to figure out exactly what type of timeline we're talking about. Or what the timeline we're going about. forward is. No, I, no, he oh. meant—he meant, um, like, rules turning Nebraska down and then ultimately uh. agreeing. Yeah, so, like, all I don't right. have all—I'll be honest. Like, I don't have all of the details yet. Um... He says, I want to know the process from when your source initially told you Rule was the guy up until he actually became the guy. So, I think that the—I mean, Rule mentioned it. Trev Alberts mentioned it today. The truth was definitely there about, you know, him turning Nebraska down or leaving the negotiation. However it was phrased, I'm sure that there was a game of telephone, right, Jack, that was played from the negotiating kind of stopped for a little bit to— I I'm hearing yeah it's done and Nebraska doesn't and have a chance.
1: The way I mean the way rule described it today it sounded like somebody said this is your final offer and the other side said no. Yeah at, at that time. and so and it turned out it so, wasn't really a final offer.
0: Yeah and so that's why um I you know again I I uh I listened to Stephen Godfrey um and Alex Kirshner this morning. Uh, while I was running, surprise, surprise, uh, Split Zone Duo, and they, they talked about what happened here, and they, they said the same thing. Bruce Feldman said the same thing, that he left it, and so that's when, Jack, they apparently went to the kind of next group of, of coaches, and so that's when they kicked the tires a little bit more, and the ones that, I'm trying to remember the ones that Godfrey mentioned. uh, It wasn't like, it wasn't Munkin. It wasn't Patterson. It was, it was, I think, oh, no, it was Climbing, Okay. Oh. And I don't even know if I, I don't remember if I, if I mentioned this, I'm trying to, I'm trying to real quick think of our timeline of recording shows over the last week. So one of the things that I heard on, I don't remember what morning it was. I think it was Friday morning right after our podcast that was that Kleiman was reaching out to people that have ties in this state. And I just will kind of leave it there asking about the, the, the collective that Nebraska has. He was asking people in this state um, who are really connected to athletics to find out information about it. So I think that Kleiman had reemerged as one of the backup options because that was one name that—so I heard that late last week. That was one of the names that Godfrey mentioned on the podcast uh, that went up last night or this morning. Okay. Um, and then they he also mentioned Bronco, and so I think that he was, I think that those might have been the backup options, but he basically said, like, the Munkin stuff was dead by that point, the Gary Patterson stuff was dead by that point, and I'm trying to think if there was anybody else that we were even talking well, when, about. It. I don't know. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry, we'll, when we'll, Schaefer was on my sorry.
1: show on that on Friday, he those in Bronco, and I can't remember the third name, was it Rule, that he gave on that day. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that was, I think the, I think the, I think Kleiman and Bronco were, I think they were probably two on that list. And he said he had not heard anything about Fickle at that point. So I don't know if the Fickle thing, I don't know what happened.
0: By the way. Well, did you see one of the stories mentioned that Fickle's wife, who she, she's shown up in a lot of articles, um, over the last couple of years about her, her, uh, the, what what am I trying to say? She's very involved with 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 everything. It's their family. They have like eight kids. Did you know this, Jack? Apparently, they I did. are they are yeah. So they're a, they're a large Catholic family, and I, yeah. I bring that up because that is very important. And so Godfrey, also a Catholic, he told this great story on the podcast about hearing from someone that the Fickle family asked Auburn about like, the Catholic schools, wow. like, nearby. And he realized in that moment, oh, okay, no chance in hell then that he's going to Auburn. Yeah, because the... I guess, I don't know the, the geography down there, but I guess there's just not a whole lot around. But there were in Cincinnati, and there are up in Madison. And and there are also a lot of them in Lincoln, right? So, like, that, yeah. that might have been a selling point. But apparently, man, that is, like, a huge thing for the Fickle family. Um, and, and he, he, he basically said like, she is very, very involved in, in, you know, and, and he, she went, she went and scouted basically Madison. He heard that she scouted Madison, I think like two, three weeks ago. And I don't know if you saw, dude, there was this crazy story. Let me see if I can find it real fast while we're still talking. Yeah. More so than Auburn. Husker, I mean,
1: Madison isn't a Catholic hotbed, but more so than Auburn. Yeah. Auburn's Baptist churches, obviously. Yeah. Southern Baptist is. Yeah. So how about this? So.
0: This was from Madison.com. Cincinnati beat visiting East Carolina twenty-seven to twenty-five on November eleventh. Fickle interviewed the following morning. So real quick, November eleventh is a Friday. So remember that. Fickle interviewed the following morning and Wisconsin dropped a 24 to 10 decision to Iowa later that day in Iowa City. Wisconsin didn't post the job until the following Saturday, after hours after the Badgers came back to defeat Nebraska. And so Jack, I read that that story earlier. And I remember that that weekend after they lost to Iowa, that was when there was the most smoke yet, that they were not going to go with Leonard. It just, the, there was an incredible smoke screen, I think, that they kind of threw, and and that was, hey, the job's posted because they beat Nebraska. Yeah. And I think at that point in time, everyone's like, oh, okay, That's it's all it's all over now. That's what I assume. Yeah. Well, one, yeah, I know people crazy. don't want to
1: talk too much. About, I get it. You don't want to talk too much about Wisconsin. But I have one question. I'm curious how you react to Josh. What if Cincinnati won on Saturday and beat Tulane, and they had a game this and then Saturday? They had to play. What the hell was Wisconsin going to do? Yeah,
0: were they? What were they going to do?
1: Like seriously, I think
0: Jack. I thought about that last year. If if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State in Bedlam, what does USC do? Because it was the next morning that Lincoln Riley was suddenly going to USC. What happens though if yeah. they win and they go to the conference championship game?
1: Maybe they. I mean, you keep Leonard hanging on then and until the game's over, uh you force Crazy. I mean, that's I don't know. That's Crazy. That's I can't be, I can't imagine being in that scenario. You're a Wisconsin administrator, and you're going to make that move and you're watching that game trying to figure out what your next step is based on the outcome of it. That's nuts. That's totally Absolutely nuts. nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Um been a lot of it's uh, <laughs> it's I'd probably dangerous territory to get into, but just because I know where a ton of the coach's kids have gone to school, this is the first time in a while that you're, I guess, Frost didn't have kids old enough, but coaches' kids at Nebraska have gone to Pius very frequently, uh, the Catholic school here in town. Danny Nee's oh, really? kids did, Hoiberg's kids did, Pelini's kids did. Um, every, like everybody who's at well, um, not, not Miles' kids, but all of the rest of them who had kids in high school always went to the to Catholic school in Lincoln, it just made me think of that, which is interesting. So
0: interesting, but not Miles,
1: not Miles LPS. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: nice, I know. A because, man of the people, I know
1: because our sons are friends, and he still goes there. He's still, nice, he's still, he's A still man of the people. He's still uh, his his son's finishing out high school here. Yeah. Oh
0: wow, interesting. Yep. I didn't yeah. know that. Look at that. There's some inside yep. info. They're buddies. They're
1: buddies. Yeah, Bo paid for the field turf at Pius. That's right. That's right. Nice. Yeah. His son is fast. Yeah, if you f- pay attention to track, everybody knows that. So, yeah. Um, all right, cool. This was fun. This was good, Josh. I feel good. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited, excited about
1: Matt Rule. I really want to interview him. God, I hope I get an interview.
0: Him. I know. Me too. Like, it's not going to uh, happen on our end, but man, maybe it'll happen on yours.
1: Man, I wish he would do... I'm, I am want to long-form interview him. And, like, yeah. I hope they're not so protective of him with that because... God, I mean, it would just be I would love that chance. So, I'll I'll ask Keith again, but everybody. Well, don't they normally though, Josh, do kind of a tour
0: uh going outside of the affiliates for the new the coach coaches, they did with now, Frost? Yeah, Frost. So, we didn't get to talk to Frost, but Frost um, you know, Frost was Frost, but I know he went on with our competition in Omaha, the affiliate but they were of, affi- of the He
1: did they didn't ever they Brushed us away. They, he never went on with us. That's crazy. But he went so on, yeah, he, he went, went
0: on, on our he went on our competition in the afternoon one I, time. This is inside and this was baseball. Like right but, before he started, this
1: is inside baseball. But I know we went on non-affiliates because we we freaked out about it.
0: Um, can we get him on the time. pod? Can we get Matt Rule on the? God, hey Matt, awesome. down. You got to download Discord. You got to put in your username. Oh, you want to join? The, you want to join our Discord that. server?
1: He can probably do that. Whatever. Yeah, we'll Yeah, I figure mean out Bishop couldn't, way. but maybe he'll figure it out. Man, I would love to interview him. I would love to, and I hope I hope I hope we'll get more chances um, to have him do that. It already sounds. I, I bet we will. I mean, judging from from how today went, I bet he will be accessible in a different way to the. I Hulu think so media. too.
0: What so if anyway. what if rule is actually in here, but his username was Chris Dunker? <laughs> He'll, he'll throw so, everyone but, off the scent.
1: You think he had a burner Discord account to follow the I-80 club to catch up on what you were hearing? That'd be pretty
0: good. That'd be pretty good.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. Can't wait for Matt to come on the pod and Jack's internet to cut out. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> hey, uh
0: listen, Coach, I- sorry about this. I, his, his internet's pretty bad. He says he's going to get aloe. Oh, my God. They were here today. Hold on. I'm getting,
1: This is the last show with Spectrum. This is, it's, yeah. I'm getting it installed. And we Friday. made it.
0: We made it the whole way.
1: We, we made it the whole way. I, tur- I found out I turned that TV on, and that just does it. Or my son and his friend were playing uh, Call of Duty over there, too. That couldn't have helped either. So, God, awesome. they, they love that game so much. God, they love that game. And I don't. It's hard. Too hard for me. I learned for, Fortnite. I learned, I learned Fortnite. That's what I'll play. Nice. Yeah. I, it's eight years behind, and I'm doing what twelve-year-olds are
0: doing, but I don't care. Because I get, I get dubs. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we have a Matt Rule on the podcast. What's happening? I don't know. It's the traditional end of the show. We can't end it. Yeah, yep. We need. Yep. You know what we
1: need to do, Josh? Because <laughs> you and I would know how to handle them. We need to build in hard outs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe we do, do that. We
1: just, Part of the reason that you do podcasting so you don't have hard outs, but we uh-huh, yeah that.
0: Yeah, we are always really bad at saying goodbye. Uh, we're I'll, always say, we're I'll answer your
1: goodbye. questions about what you're asking about right now after we also turn off the recording. All
0: well. right, here, a couple things before we say goodbye. First of all, yes. when we log off, I'm telling a story, and I hope that I've not built this thing up to be too big, but you I did. have a behind-the-scenes story about Michigan that I'll be telling. If you want to hear stories like that... You can become a patron today at patreon.com slash ID Club. Jack, I'm gonna look at the updated number real fast before we say goodbye. We are four away from one hundred. Jack to me the other day said we'll get to one hundred by the end of the year. I challenge you to join us before December in a, well, I guess by the time this posts on the free feed it'll be December. I challenge you to join us before the second week of December. <laughs> become a patreon a patron. Patreon.com slash ID. There you go. <laughs> three, four months after Scott Frost got fired. If you want to join us and participate in these things when we do them on Monday nights, on Saturday mornings, and then I guess a floating show since it's not going to be football season anymore, patreon.com slash I-80 club. That's right. Join us. We get 100 per season by the end of Matt Rule's
1: contract. We'll almost be at 1000 Think about That'd that. Be, oh, my gosh. That'd be pretty sweet. Think about
0: that. It, then we're gonna have three dollars or five dollars a month. No. It's like barely any money. That's the three dollars. Like, oh yeah. Join. If, if I found three dollars today, I'd be like, cool. What am I gonna do with three whole dollars? It's not even that much money.
1: Yeah. It, it it's something to think about. And it it's so good that the people who are in here right now they start to get nervous on this because they worry that it's gonna get too big and not exclusive enough.
0: They have do, they, they do have do said, 100%. what are we gonna do if it keeps getting bigger? Can we can 100%. we like it make it less big? Yeah. We're going to have to, like, make, I think, a separate, like, little room just for, like, some of the, maybe the first well- 100. Get their own room that only they can hang out we in. could
1: have kicked sam out because all the monk and stuff that would have made it a little we could smaller.
0: we you know so we have the blue and the purple we could intru- introduce like a yellow yellow could be first 100 and then anything after that you know you, you you're just a regular my color. sister
1: spends nineteen 19 a day at starbucks good lord
0: <laughs> holy shit. how how much how much money does your sister make my lord. yeah we yellow. $100. we're, we're $100 yellow dollars a
1: week we're founder level no one else can get to that.
0: Oh, we're yellow. Okay, well, we, we got to come up with a new color then for the first 100. Yeah. No. And then everything we're after that. We're also trying that, to yeah,
1: figure man. out our $10 level, too, if anybody wants to do it. But. Yeah, we still
0: need to come up with ideas. No.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm turning off the pod. Goodbye, pod. Any- Bye. Bye.